0: This is the 911 Calls Podcast with The Operator
1: and his trusty junior assistant, Mr. Luman. You just shot your wife? I did, man. Okay. Yes. I feel like her. You need her. help. Sir, Please, sir.
2: Get sir, where did you shoot her at? Oh, hey, Luna. Hey, operator. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm
0: had a couple too many rupees some drunk as a skank
2: drunk as a skank hey drunk as a skunk that actually i looked into it after our um that episode we talked about that and i was right no no you were you were not right Uh, you Uh, were right in a way but mm. drunk as a skunk that term comes from um, skunks actually get drunk in the woods They'll eat berries off the ground that have fallen off a bush or something like that. And there's something like there's wild yeast in the air, and it'll ferment the berries. And then they're eating those berries and, and something happens in their stomachs where they actually get drunk off of it. So so hunters or just people walk through the woods sometimes will see a skunk stumbling around, and that's where it comes from. Drunk is a skunk. The skunks are drunk.
0: Really? I didn't mm. even know that. Yeah, wild. Okay. Yeast wild yeast well okay so once again we have a lot of the same the recipe for drunk as a skank
2: and drunk as a
0: skunk i mean both are drunk there's yeast involved (laughs) stay away
2: from it i hear i hear i am picking up what you're putting down but you know if you leave like a glass of water with just with sugar in it on your counter it'll all start like you know boiling up and being weird because of uh i'm not a scientist (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but well, maybe, it
0: attracts skunks. I know that it will. Either,
2: yeah, well, no, not that. But no, it, 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 there's wild yeast in the air. I mean, maybe, maybe a skank walked past that that glass with sugar in it. Who knows? But it's in the air.
0: Yeah, for sure. Hey, oh, that reminds me. I saw this funny uh, article the other day of a guy who tried to sue. Uh, I believe it was Dr. Pepper. Because he said that when he opened his Dr. Pepper, there was a finger, a severed finger in the Dr. Pepper. And uh, so it went to court. Um, He sued them and they went to court. And uh, this laboratory uh, expert from from Dr. Pepper came and said, actually, that's not even at all possible because uh, here we're going to go ahead and put uh, something, you know, organic material similar to a finger in this can of dr pepper and by tomorrow it'll be gone (laughs) so they got off the hook because they said nah man our stuff actually eats eats fingers (laughs) it dissolved it dissolved the finger they're like nah it's not possible that that thing sat on a shelf for six months before you bought it it
2: wouldn't be a setup it's funny that we're talking about uh, talking about that, though, because with Dr. Pepper, I once had a Dr. Pepper where some gel, gel, gelatin glob went into my mouth and I spit yeah. it out and I was like, what is that? And one of my friends was like, that looks like it could be a contact lens whoa that is like absorbed the dr pepper and blown up but it could have
0: been you know because it's not that's not organic so maybe it hung out longer i'm surprised you spit it out because i if i'm not mistaken you drank 23 syrup beers and didn't spit any of them out
2: well there was no alcohol on that contact lens
0: oh right no reason to keep it ingested (laughs) 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 right right okay My mistake. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Hey, I've got a question for you, but it's a a two-parter. All
2: right.
0: So what would you consider to be the most insulting injury you could give someone? Part one, an injury where someone still survives, and then part two... An injury that leads to eventual death. Uh,
2: I think an injury that leads to eventual death for, for me. And okay. it, this is because this is the injury that I'm thinking about. And I don't know if this passes your code of conduct for this, this podcast, but if a man got his penis chopped off and shoved into his throat and choked to death on it, yeah, I think that's a pretty insulting injury that leads to death. And if I want to involve the females here, too, and everything in between, hopefully. I don't know if I can, (laughs) but the... Uh, Maybe. So if you chopped off a woman's breast and then strapped to her face like a COVID mask, and she suffocated, I think that would be an insulting injury leading to death as well.
0: Right. Equality across the board.
2: Not that I've thought that out. That'd be horrible. Actually, I think there's a
0: lot of, like, uh, cartels in Brazil that do that on the regular. That, you know, hey, you're the bad guy. They cut their head off and then they... stuff uh, you know turn them into a turkey basically stuff and stuff in their face
2: <laughs> well they have that Colombian necktie where they like grab their tongue and then oh. cut underneath their chin and then pull their tongue down pull it through through and it looks like a necktie yeah, yeah. it's a weird
0: fashion i don't really understand it no it seems painful too <laughs> wouldn't yeah. want to go to a church with that necktie on that's for sure
2: <laughs> a Colombian barber stay away from them that's exactly
0: <laughs> do you want your tongue through your chin sir <laughs> no no thanks <laughs> Just keep it high and tight.
2: Okay. Here is
0: part two, subsection one to the question that I asked you. Do you know what a bayonet is? And do you know why many armies used dull bayonets?
2: Uh, yes and no. Okay.
0: Okay. So you know what a bayonet is, but you don't know why they use dull ones. You got it. Okay. So um, you probably heard this term, but it, it literally adds insult to injury to use a dull bayonet. Oh. If I had to answer the question, I think a shot to the gut would be a very insulting injury to receive. You know, there's, there's a chance you won't die. It's extremely painful. It allows the majority of your body to continue moving, but it amplifies the amount of shock that your body can actually go through, largely due to the injured person not knowing the severity of the injury inside of them because they just got stabbed in the gut. They don't know what got hit, right? Mm-hmm. So, dull bayonets had that same effect on people you you checked yourself out of the war because of shock not necessarily of what was happening to your body physically and then as far as the healing process goes a dull bayonet means that you're going to heal from the inside out whereas a sharp bayonet seals very quickly heals very quickly Mm -hmm. you're in hospital for a lot longer with a dual bayonet because it bludgeons everything that it comes in contact with as opposed to slicing it and then it just healing back together. Wow. So it takes a lot longer to heal.
2: They really thought that yeah. out. Back when they had dual bayonets I wouldn't have thought they would know so much about the, the human body and stuff, you know? Yeah. Wow.
0: I know. I Most of them just thought it worked off magic
2: back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my, weird. my impression of yeah. history.
0: Well, until I read that I thought body worked off magic. <laughs> so, we all learned something. Hmm. everyday. Yeah. All right. Well, today's call it includes a few shots to the body or bodies, I guess, would be more accurate. So, let's go ahead and listen to the call and then we can discuss it at length. <laughs>
2: why why are you talking like that? Is that like a New Jersey accent? A woman. I'm practicing
0: I'm practicing my Yenta accent.
2: <laughs> What's Yenta?
0: A Yenta is a uh, busybody. Okay. Or, you know, a, a someone who starts rumors.
2: Oh, well, then you nailed it. You nailed it. That sounds like that person.
0: Yeah, you know, because that person would say things like, you know, Barbara, you heard Barbara the other day, right? Can you believe she said that about Sally's pate?
2: <laughs> do you do voice work for Bob's Burgers? <laughs>
0: <laughs> They've asked, but no. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, you ready for me to hit play?
2: I'm ready for you to play. Yep.
0: Here we go. 911.
1: I'm at 7805 J. Court, Court in Stockdale safe I just shot my wife. You just shot She's your wife. She's in bad shape. You said you just shot your wife? I did, ma'am, okay. Yes. Is she alive sir? Please, get her ambulance. Sir, where did you sh- shoot her at? In the stomach. What happened? It's, you know what? We have been going to... A, he needs help. Hurry, please sir, please. sir, we're on well, the way. Okay, what okay. is your name? Sean Carroll. Okay, Sean, where's the gun now? I have the gun. You're holding it? I am. Okay. Are you... Hey, don't worry about sir, me. Just get I- people here sir, to take care of the I'm not driving. The police and the ambulance are, okay? Are they on the way? Yes. I need mean, to keep you on the phone with me until... They're not getting off. What do you want to talk sir, to me? About? I'm going to do myself in. Sir, can I transfer you to the ambulance so they can tell you how to help your wife? Uh. I'll get the neighbors over here. Sir, can I transfer to the ambulance? I don't want to help anybody. I want to die. Okay. Okay, Okay. I don't want you to die, sir. I need to help you. You're trying to talk sense to somebody that's out of control. Hold on. Bye. Sir. Sir.
2: Okay. Well, well. Hey, you know, there's, there's this misconception with callers I see a lot of the time, and I might have had it myself in the past before we started doing this podcast, but a lot of the people who call in seem to think that the 911 operator just wants to talk and that they're not doing anything else on the side. <laughs> like, have yeah. you? Are you sending ambulance? and fact, yes, sir. I'm just trying to get more. Inf- well, shut up and just send the ambulance here. It's like, well, I can't throw it to you. I have to get more information. But I'm, I'm doing it. And in, in the process of them uh, questioning that, they're actually slowing down the help more. So, so it's a self fulfilling prophecy almost.
0: Yes. Good point. And also, you know, we all think we say like, uh, hey, just send somebody out here. Why are you still talking to me? Well, one reason, sir, is because if I was to hang up with you right now in 30 seconds, you'd be calling back because the ambulance isn't there yet. Yeah. OK. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're onto to something. I, I think that it could be good for dispatchers to kind of add this robotic response at the beginning like, I'm going to ask you some questions. I've already sent the response team. They're on their way. You know, because then, you know, you'd get a different maybe response. But uh,
2: yes, it's it's as usual. It's the the operator's fault.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody believes they're just trying to be the, you know, the gumshoe on the scene. And they're, (laughs) you know, trying to solve the case before the cops get there.
2: Yeah. (laughs) The person on the phone call is going to figure out everything that the person on the other line should be doing. Like they're going to tell them how to do their job. It's like we've been training for this our whole lives. This is what we (laughs) do for a living, guy. Yeah, like they're, they're like, okay, sir, help me solve this case <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> before the lawyers
0: get involved.
2: <laughs> oh, cops must get it all the time. People telling them how to do the job it must be brutal.
0: Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, that'd be a hard one too. Because mm-hmm. the cops, they show up and they have to collect all the evidence, and a lot of people are like, they get confused thinking the cops are the ones that convict them. They're not, you know, they're evidence collectors. They stop whatever problem is happening, and then they, the next job is document. Yeah, know, yeah, so somebody else then can kick the law into gear, right? Around the whole thing, so everybody thinks cops are like the ones that judge us, but they, oh, for well, sure, maybe they do a little,
2: <laughs> maybe a little bit. But when when the cops show up and they're talking to you, it's like, were not you? They're just looking for them already. It's like, well, we're trying to get the information, so we have something to look for. That's what yeah. we're doing here. Yeah, you watch all those all those like
0: interrogation tapes where like husband X is being interviewed by the cops. And you can always tell the ones that are guilty versus the ones that aren't because the ones that aren't are wetting down both legs. Like, is someone out there looking for my yeah. wife's killer? You know, <laughs> but the ones that are innocent are happy to talk forever. They're like, nah, man, I wasn't there. I was at the tortilla shop. You can't pin this on me.
2: You know. <laughs> tortilla shop yeah i got a common excuse he just reminded me i need to go to the tortilla shot once we're done talking about this yeah. uh guy who shot his <laughs> wife in the stomach or whatever what, what happened here
0: backstory so sean carroll is the guy on the phone as you can hear so he shot his wife in the stomach just prior to making the 911 call and as you can also hear on the phone He takes his own life. So I don't know if you could catch that at the end.
2: No, I did not catch that. I I started talking about something completely off base when something crazy like that had just happened. I did not catch that. Yeah, he says bye, and then you hear the gun go off. He
0: ends his life... Uh, before the call is disconnected. Ooh. this was uh, the case of Sean and Diane Carroll, his wife. And neither were confirmed related to Carol Burnett. So just so you know.
2: <laughs> okay. are you from China? No because you know in China, like the last name comes first. Oh, does it? That's why. I- yeah. Huh. You keep messing that up. Like it's usually anyways. Go ahead. It might be Chinese inspiration. I read backwards to forward, like
0: right to left. My teachers always said it was wrong, but I, I get so much more out of books.
2: <laughs> I'm sure you do. Because you got to read them twice.
0: Yeah, right. Well, most of the time, yeah. Okay. So um, they had been married, Sean and Diane. They'd been married for 27 years and they had two daughters. They lived in Stockdale Estates, which was a community in Bakersfield, California. I visited Bakersfield one time and I thought it was a nice place. Everyone else that I, that I know that has either lived or been, been to Bakersfield thinks it's a dump. I don't know. I don't know. I think, you know, I don't know how you can have a dump place in California except for maybe L.A., but apparently you can.
2: Well, knowing you, you probably only went to the bakeries, thinking that's what it was famous for.
0: It was the, tort- yeah, the tortilla shop. Oh, I got it. I get it. Oh, well, you did? <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> that was good.
2: Thanks, good. man. All right.
0: Zinged that one right over my head. <laughs> okay. Well, Sean worked. Uh, he worked for a bakery. Actually, no, he didn't. He, he worked for a company that sold valves in the oil and gas industry. Or as I like to say, he worked with a bunch of real gas holes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Diane, uh, she worked for a non-profit that supported a local county fair, but things uh, had started to slip, and so quietly their Ferris wheel marriage was losing a gasket. Mm. You see how I incorporate both fair humor and valve humor there?
2: (sighs) Yeah, I do. I do.
0: Yeah. Okay,
2: so literally
0: nobody around the couple saw it coming, though, when Diane separated from Sean on Valentine's Day back in 2015. What's with all these ladies doing things on, like, special days,
2: you know? Yeah, maybe it's, it's at the forefront of their minds, you know? It's like, I don't want to go through another Valentine's Day with this schlub. Don't want to yeah, deal with this maybe. anymore. I can't fake it anymore. Valentine's Day is a big one because it's like you're faking your love for each other. If, if it's not there, you're faking it. And I can't do this anymore. Even in good relationships,
0: sometime on Valentine's Day, the woman is bound to fake it at one point or another.
2: <laughs> no doubt. <All>
0: right. <laughs> From what I've heard. If you
2: know it. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, so, yeah. So, she had quite a wallop happen there on Valentine's Day back in 2015. and. Shortly after separating, Diane met with an attorney to begin the process of filing for divorce. She kept things really quiet though, as she prepared to present Sean with the divorce papers, and she didn't want him to know that things were underway. Then on Monday, March 9th, 2015, Diane ended up serving him with the divorce papers. In the divorce filing, Diane asked for spousal support as well as a specific request to terminate the court's ability to grant Sean any spousal support of his own. Hmm. So that that kind of confuses me a little bit because as an employee of a nonprofit for a county fair, I can't believe she was swimming in carny cash. <laughs> so I don't know why she would be. Asking the court to tell him that he could never get spousal support.
2: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't get it either. It seems like it kind of bangs off each other, right? I don't know what yeah. the word is I'm looking for here. It's not redundant, but if she's asking him for spousal support, but also saying he can't get any off of her, it's like if he could, then you guys would just be
0: they cancel out each other, right? It's like you give me a hundred and then I'll give you a hundred and we'll call it even, <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. and we'll both uh, take take the uh, banking fees for the for the transaction.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. These are stupid people. <laughs> they should stay married. They, they're, they're meant for each other. I don't know. Maybe the house was in her name or she was like the recipient of an estate that she wanted to protect, maybe or something. I don't know. Yeah,
2: maybe. Probably not.
0: Yeah, but usually, like you said, when spousal support's granted, it's only granted to one party in the divorce. So less than 24 hours later, Sean would be making the phone call to 911 after shooting his wife and most likely realizing he didn't know how to shut off the valve this time.
2: <sighs> yeah. I think you're nailing it, up. You're nailing it.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, like other cases that we've had, it remains a mystery, though, because he's dead now. She's dead, you know? Right. That's where the story ends.
2: Is that the end of the. So that's it, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, he's dead. Right, he's dead. He killed himself. I missed that initially. Good call.
0: I can't figure quite out what bucket to put this one in. Like, Do you think it was more of a crime of passion? Or something that just happened in the moment? Or was he trying to kill her?
2: Well, I don't know. A lot of times with suicide quite a few suicides are revenge suicides yeah I'm starting to realize so you're mm. you know it's like this is what you you did this right it's a
0: statement right they're making a statement
2: they don't realize how
0: permanent the statement is but yes they're making
2: mm-hmm. yeah I talked about this yeah. on the Patreon episode with uh, Kent Chungus from True Crime Kent which will be coming out soon a new podcast but yeah it's, it's obviously an aggressive act towards yourself you're literally committing homicide on yourself but you're trying to hurt other people around you with that act. It's the ultimate, right? Yeah, leaving guilt on them and all that
0: it's like the ultimate abuse the ultimate mental abuse you could cause on someone is there's just such permanence and zero closure. there's no way to sh- there's no way to close that book when you take your life and involve other people
2: and then when you kill someone else that's also the ultimate form of abuse too
0: yeah also the ultimate form of cowardice i think right there
2: that's a double cowardice double form of abuse yeah
0: let's walk back for a second he didn't know that he was about to get divorced Mm -hmm. she drops this bomb on him and then less than 24 hours later which i have to guess i'm just guessing but i'm guessing like she didn't like sit down to breakfast and like How's your Cheerios? Oh, by the way, read this. You know, and then she stayed in the house for 24 hours with him. It was probably like someone served him the papers. And then he probably tried to find her for that day, you know. And then finally they he finds her there they're talking and all of this just comes crashing down. I could see how crime of passion might be one of these things where it's sort of like,
2: Yeah, you know what, man? You ruined me. I'm ended. You're right. I, I, I take back. I mean, obviously, I wasn't uh, hearing the call properly. I mean, the fact that he killed her and then killed himself, I'd say it's probably a crime crime of passion because his whole life has been ruined by the, by this act, right? Like, everything has fallen apart. He wanted it. Yeah. She didn't. Take her, take myself. Forget it. How much more passionate does that get? That's pretty. That's, that's uh, very... That's like a...
0: Shakespeare kind of passion yeah
2: I didn't know you were going to do the happy ending first this is a super romantic call actually in the end this of it this beautiful now I'm that getting, I think about yeah, it I'm full teary. circle
0: actually you know when you think about it how many times have you been to the fair and you're like getting on the ride and you're like that right there is the love of my life hmm. working the booth <laughs> think about what he knew he was losing when she was divorcing him because she worked at the fair
2: yeah yeah,
0: you know, really, that's not fair.
2: Not fair at all.
0: <laughs> that, t- that took too long to get to that one. <laughs>
2: mm. All right, well, you got a happy ending there. Yeah, I got a happy ending. Hold, oh, hold on, hold on. That, that was very, very, very inconsiderate and very like cold on my part. Calloused. <clears throat> I'm still getting over the fact that I uh, that I didn't catch because I got the gut shot and I, I didn't quite understand that she she had she had died for some reason because I got stuck in all these other conversations we were having. I'm sorry. Um, you're right. Do you want to talk about it for a... Do you want... So anyways, I feel bad about that. Okay, so... so no, not, not really. I just, just want to throw that out there for uh, posterity. Shall
0: we discuss it for another minute or so over coffee? Bobby! Bobby! Ah, oh, could you believe what happened to Diane? Oh my gosh. I couldn't believe it when I heard. Sean just killed her. <laughs> Shot her right in the stomach. Jeez. I mean, they got there and there was like lunch and dinner on the floor. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's not fair.
0: He was dead. It's not fair. It's not fair. Speaking of fairs, you going this year?
2: <laughs> All right.
0: Gosh. All right. Well, I'm glad we smoothed that one out. We did. All right. So, um, hey, let's brainstorm for a second. Sure. What questions do you think that our kids should have instant answers to for in a case... Uh, dispatchers talking to them Like what, what questions should they just be able to rattle off
2: I think the main one And really the only one If you're going to focus on something with a kid Is just know where you live Like for the kid to know where you live Yeah I would say Because right? they need to get to that place So I say that's it Right. And also the reason like, They need to know what's appropriate to call 911 for But if a child is left mm. to grab a phone And start tapping in 911 They're not going to do it because I don't know mom spilt the chili Right Hopefully not. Yeah, unless it's first degree
0: burns and like they've you know seeped inside of her torso. Right,
2: or like her feet have been scalded so badly that they're melted into the floor and she can't she can't move.
0: Right. There are okay. So there's a handful of chili related calls that are justified. Chili was a bad example. Yeah, because there's yeah, it's it's a risky food. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah, I was thinking like my daughter, she's uh, in kindergarten. And she's at that age where you can kind of start you know giving her the songs and the things to you know sing song kind of remember, and I was thinking you know, like what her name is, obviously, but as you've heard on these calls, like it doesn't matter how clear your name is. it's like, okay, sir, what's your name uh Bill did you say gertrude <laughs> they, they they no one can hear what you're saying on the call, no you know? no. Ever so, what their name is, and then how to spell it. I, because on the last call, I loved that the little three year old that was like, What's your name? and then she said her name, and then she sing song spelled it, yeah for the for the dispatcher I thought that was good
2: yeah but also it doesn't really matter y- you're right location is number one it is I guess it's good for building rapport and making the child feel comfortable and like they know this person now now that this person can repeat their name and might calm them down in some way but yeah I'd say right. anyways.
0: based on the last call we had where the three year old was asked by the dispatcher is your mommy or daddy's car big mm-hmm to a three-year-old everything's big so we really should train our children to know whether do we own mid-sized vehicles is this a compact right you know true is that a quarter ton truck
2: yeah <laughs> landmarks that, on the front of the you know, house yeah
0: landmarks on the front of the house is it diesel or is it you know gas mm-hmm. those things
2: i think they're important <laughs> diesel is it diesel you imagine a kid
0: what kind of car you got in front it's a diesel well can't you just see the ems there like no we didn't stop there <laughs> that's, a, that's a half ton gas truck that's not a diesel <laughs> we wouldn't have stopped there even if the house was on fire.
2: Did, did you see the body laying, laying in, the, in the lot? Yeah, but there's a lot of gas truck diesels with bodies laying in the... <laughs> Once again, I
0: think we solved the world's problems, uh-huh. but uh, I, agree, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Okay, well, today's happy ending is a six-year-old named Brandon. And I got to be honest, this kid is stone-cold awesome. This call call says it all, so I'm just going to let it play. So are you ready for me to hit play?
2: Yeah, I just got to mention, like, you saying I got to be honest with you drives me crazy.
0: I got to be honest. It drives me crazy, too.
2: All right.
0: I don't know why I say that, because I'm always honest with you.
2: Yeah, but it's not really something you need to be honest about. It's just a fact, like, it's clearly a fact. Well, it's not really, like, the kid's awesome, but you could just say this kid's awesome. I got to be honest with you.
0: Is it sort of... Is it hyperbole? Is that what that would be? Where I'm trying to like overemphasize?
2: I don't know why people do that. It could be hyperbole. Yeah, it could be. But also, I think it's just, just kind of slipped into the way that we speak now. Like when people say literally too much or basically or like, I don't know. It could be cultural for sure. Like I knew a guy
0: who was an English teacher, white guy, English teacher, taught English over in Korea. He went over there and taught Korea for a long time and, you know, became really good friends with a bunch of families and everything. Came back to the States and then he went back to visit and they were like, oh, it's so good to see you. You're still fat, (laughs) you know. Like in their culture, being very frank is apparently a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Like ours is saying totally outlandish, like, literally, Literally. this kid is the best kid
2: ever. Yeah, but someone needs to teach them the difference between being frank and rude, right? So there's a little bit lost there.
0: Yeah, I guess you make a good point there. Hey, speaking of uh, getting lost, before we get lost in this happy ending, how about I play a really cool ad? Okay. Do you feel alone in the world right now? Well, maybe it's something you did. If you're like me, you pretend like you're rich and find yourself saying things like, Oh my gosh, Jericho, you look amazing in silicone suede jumpers. No, it's my treat, I insist. Or you catch yourself constantly exclaiming, The next round is on me! Every time you're at the root beer bar. But operator, you might be saying, you can't be rich, you do podcasts. To which I would say, yes, that is correct. And yes, maybe I have an unhealthy obsession with using my credit cards to try and buy the affection of those around me. Well, I'm here to tell you no more. I found a way to beat the bottom of the bank barrel blues. If you're like me and other faux rich people, you're looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So, if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high interest credit card debt It's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be to help pay off high-interest credit card debt. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. You don't even need a degree or diploma to apply, though. Even mildly acceptable podcasters with volunteer homicide detective degrees stand a chance. I can... you from personal experience. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. The best part? If the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next day. So, rid yourself of those payments you're making on that regrettable silicone and rhinestone debt skin suit you put on without thinking... And take control of your Rupier tab at the local addiction depot. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot. And hurry to upstart.com slash crime machine. Remember that show? To find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash crime machine. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applications will qualify for the full amount. Hugs. All right, here we go.
1: Allegheny now with City times for a Um hello. Nine one one, can I help you? Oh uh, my grandma, uh she's a and she told me if I can't get her the wake up night. Okay, how old are you, honey? I'm six. She told me if I can't get her to wake up, would I give her a thought to call and Amber's. Uh, what, what, okay, what's your first name? Brandon. Brandon, what's the address? Brandon. Brandon, what's your What's the address you're at? What, what's, what street are you on? University Street. Okay. And do you know what community that's in? Um, Penn Hills, PA. Okay. Hold on, let me get the ambulance started, okay? You're not going to hear me for a minute, but stay on the line with me, Brandon, okay? Yes. Yeah. Brandon? Yeah? Do you you know if your grandmother has any medical problems? Yes. She goes into a coma. Uh, Is she a diabetic? Does she take a shot? Yes. Okay. I just gave her one and she didn't wake up. You gave your grandmother a shot and she didn't wake up? No. I put her in the white place and she didn't wake up. Okay, Brenda, what I want you to do, are you, is the phone in the same room with your grandma? Yes. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go over to her. Okay. Uh huh. And I want you to shake her shoulders and say, Grandma, Grandma, wake up, and tell me what happens. Okay. woke up. She woke up. She woke up. Yeah she talking to you not yet okay Okay, you're doing a really good job, Brandon. I'm very proud of you. ambulance. Huh? Ambulance, I could wake you up, so I gave you a Hello? Hi, it's 911. Are you okay, ma'am? Yeah, I just um, passed out a little bit. Okay, do you have diabetes? No, I've got insulin, I'm a cancer patient. Okay. Why don't I have the medics come and check you out? Pardon? Why don't I have the medics come and check you out? I think I'm fine. Okay, but I, I I'd feel a little bit better. You don't have to go with them, but I'd feel a little bit better if they came and um checked you out just to make sure everything's okay. 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 You want to put your grandson back on the line and, and lay back down, yes, yes, yes. Brandon? Brandon? You want to talk to you. Hello? Hi, Brandon. Yeah? Okay. Hold on one second. Okay, Brandon. I'm gonna keep you on the phone until the medics get there, okay? Yeah. But you did a really good job. You did a really good job helping your grandmother out like that. Okay. Did your grandmother go back to sleep? No. Okay. But she's still awake? Yes. Yeah. Okay. She's writing something on a desk. She's writing something on a desk. Yes. Yeah. A desk that has nothing on it. Okay. She's taping a movie. Oh, she's taping a movie. What's she yeah. taping? I don't know. You don't know? Nope. Okay. Brenda, do you know what the phone number is there? No. Okay. Can you turn the front porch light on maybe? Yes. Why don't you go do that? But I'm going to stay on the phone with you my dad's right down the street he's right down the street yes my dad is do you know what his phone number is yes what is i know my house number is that where your dad is at the house what's the phone number five to... what <laughs> And what's your daddy's name? Dan. Dan. Okay, I'm gonna be on my other phone calling your dad yes, to maybe come up too. Okay? Yeah. Like so you're not gonna hear me, but I can still hear you. Why don't you go turn the front porch light on? Light on. You Hi, Dad. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Brandon, does your dad have a cell phone number? Yes. What's the cell phone number? I don't know. You don't know? No. Is your dad at work or is he at home? At home. Okay, because I got got a voice message. Actually, he ain't there. What did it sound? Did it say, um, this is Dan and Misty. Sorry, we're we're not, we can't get to the phone right now. I'm not sure what it said, but it was a voice message. You don't know what his cell phone number. It's not written down there at your grandmother's house. How is your grandma not doing now? She got up to do something. Okay, why don't you why don't you get your grandma to sit down? She's doing something. I know, but we want her to sit down because she she doesn't seem like she's feeling well. Is she finished doing what she's doing. Now, why don't you why don't you ask her to sit down? Yes. Yeah. Bye. I'm first Go get love bugs. Tell on it. the ambulance one of the let sit down. Um I told um my love bug's daughter or My love bug's daughter-in-law and she's comment. coming. Okay. Is that your aunt? No. Okay. Hey, Yeah, because I don't want your dad to get worried. I'm going to try calling your dad again, okay? Sure. I can hear you dying on the number. Can you? What? My book. The the person that's on the phone wants you to sit down. She's sitting down. Good. Because she needs to rest. How you doing, Brandon? Good. My dad's on his way home. He is on his way home. Yes. Okay. okay. You're somebody there called him. What? What? Somebody there called him? No. Yeah. Yeah, okay. My what? love just knows that he's on his way home. Okay. How is she doing? Is she, did she fall back asleep? No. How about you call my mom? Your mom? Yeah. All right. What's your mommy's phone number? 412. Uh-huh. I called your dad. Oh, you, your grandmother called your dad? Yeah. Okay. 412 does your grandmother does your grandmother need me to call your mom um if my dad doesn't get up here then i'm gonna have to call my mom How, what's your mom's name my dad's on his way up here right now okay okay you know what brandon you did a wonderful job you did a wonderful job. What's your last name, Brandon? Brandon Lavino Bennett. Okay, Brandon. Yeah, ask your Ask your grandmother how she's feeling. How are you feeling? <laughs> she's feeling dizzy. She's feeling dizzy. Yeah. My dad's here. He's there? Can I
0: talk to him? Yeah. Okay. That was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Why, like, we're looking at each other, and every time she asked a question, we both look at each other like, that's hard when they answer. And then he totally yeah. pulls it off, right? That was crazy.
2: The one thing I couldn't communicate to you through my eyes there was like, She eventually woke up by him just shaking her shoulder and he's sticking needles in her and shoving basers full of vinegar up her nose and stuff.
0: (laughs) He's gone straight from grandma passed out to surgery as opposed to like just grandma,
2: grandma. I took out her belly button,
0: but it's still not (laughs) working. I've intubated Grandma.
2: Have you tried shaking her shoulder? No. Oh, hi. Hi, my name's Grandma. Uh, Grandma, can can you put Brandon back on the phone or whatever? That was
0: the part I thought was interesting because, like, she says she's okay, but you know Grandma's not okay when she agrees with the dispatcher to put the 6-year-old back on
2: the phone. Get back over here. <laughs> Stop putting away all the condiments you were shoving <laughs> into my mouth and my nose with that baster.
0: Why do I have relish <laughs> under my armpits? <laughs> Man though, I wonder how many times grandma or family reviewed that with him. You know, that that's just amazing the amount of the the catalog of of knowledge he had on that one incident like what to do
2: That's you know what I, I feels like maybe like some some kids just really care yeah, a lot of kids do but he probably has been just seeing it a lot people people doing this kind of thing with his grandmother talking about this kind of thing he did get it wrong i think he said that she goes into a coma quite a bit maybe maybe she does it's a diabetic coma
0: yeah diabetic coma um she did say something and it was a, a little unintelligible i couldn't quite understand what she was saying uh when the dispatcher asked her does she have Diabetes, and she says something about insulin, but I'm not quite sure. She, uh, I don't know what else insulin's used for, so
2: yeah, I think she said peanut butter because she was trying to pull that out of her ears because that's what he had stuffed in there,
0: right? Yeah, crazy. Well, okay,
2: not doing that again.
0: I decided I'm not gonna do try to fish for a moral anymore at the end of these episodes.
2: We're good, we're good. Hey, can I can I just say that I think I used posterity wrong earlier in the podcast? <laughs> yeah. oh, did you? Yeah. so how did you use it in what context? well, I, t- I tried to make up for not knowing the woman Diane had had died, and I said I had to like recognize that I that I care about that for posterity. What I was trying to say, no, you used it right? Oh, did I okay, well. Yeah. On my well, face.
0: for posterity purposes, yeah, it's like it's like uh, recorded it in memory kind of thing. Posterity is also your children or your familial connections, you know.
2: Right. Or, right. For
0: history purposes.
2: So my connection to this podcast for history, yeah, and as a good human being. Yeah, because when we're done with this
0: podcast in like the year 2056, they're going to want to package it up and put it into the annals of history, into the international law library, probably.
2: That's that's what I was worried about, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm glad we got to clear that up too. Or we could just grab for
0: the brass ring and they're going to etch this onto a gold record and shoot it into space oh. so the aliens... When they're like, who are these weird people? They listen to our podcast to get a total picture of our society and culture.
2: (laughs) Here's to hoping. It's probably better than what they shot out there already. They shot out some really horrible stuff in the 80s, didn't they?
0: Yeah, like the first satellite that did that... I think there's, like, a song on there that's, like, She's got a pair of hips just like two battleships. La, na, 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 na. You know, it's, like, the dumbest thing you could put out there. Like,
2: yeah, they're going to come here expecting uh, that.
0: I don't know. Yeah, they're going to be like, Okay, guys, sh- get ready, because when we land on this place, the women have, like, <laughs> giant hips. Don't stare. Don't stare <laughs> at their hips. They-, they sent us a song to warn us about it. <laughs> yep. Also, their hips, apparently they're armed like battleships. So... <laughs> don't stare. Guys, we could die.
2: You imagine aliens talk <laughs> like that.
0: <laughs> Guys, that'd be awesome. Guys, okay, listen. We found a planet. We're pretty sure it's habitable. It's in the Goldilocks zone.
2: Uh, that's good stuff up. Alright. No, actually, I do
0: have a moral for this one. <laughs> the moral is to communicate. So, I think facts are no conflict has ever been resolved peacefully without communicating. So, whether it's your marriage or you've come to a crossroads or preparing your children for an emergency like with brandon life gets better when we communicate maybe not immediately but conflict always stifles peace remember that that we can't feel peace if we feel conflict yeah that's it that's all i wanted to say also don't shoot people unless it's grandma and she asked you to shoot her if she goes into a coma other than that don't shoot people
2: i'm glad we're shooting that out there
0: all right hey i love you love you too. Okay. Hugs, everyone. Hey, we can't thank you enough for listening to this podcast. Somehow, we seem to be building this weird family that can't get enough hugs. It means so much to us. Because of our supporters, we've been able to bring even more great stuff for your earballs. We know you've heard of what we think is the best $5 tier on Patreon. There, you get the Dark Calls podcast, live video stream chats with us, and other fun stuff like early bird previews of our new upcoming podcasts like True Crime Kent. Check out the pilot episode now over there. But we have also been able to create a whole new tier of content and goodies called Tier 13. In addition to all the $5 stuff, you get an exclusive podcast called Dead Time Stories, written and spoken as only the masterful Jack Luna can. Based on true events, these stories drop you into some riveting scenes, and then they rip you right out again before they can keep you forever. Also, on tier 13, you get the free store. That's right, it's a free store. We're working hard to launch our store for everyone, and supporters at the $5 tier get a 25% off code that they can use anytime and tier 13 supporters get a code that makes stuff free that's right any two items every four months you can come and just take it well we'll probably ship it to you unless you're my neighbor gary and gary if you're listening i need my hoe back so much thank yous to you everyone so much hugs